it's it's been days. <sighs> I I know in the the sun it's just it's just so oppressive. I I'm just oh I can't I can't go any on any longer. It's just it's just nothing as far as the eye can see. Nothing at all. No, it's just sand and sand and more sand. Oh wait, what's that over there? <gasps> There's definitely something. Quick, come on, come on, let's go, let's go. Come on, come on, come on just, I'm coming, just down I'm here. Coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. Look, look, it's Square and Pleasant Strangers. Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Cake Dale. And I'm not Jane Aerith Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers, that podcast where two queer trans ladies talk about our weeks and have a catch up and do some skilly skits and voices and whatnot. It's us. How are you doing? I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. Big mood. <laughs> big mood. Big mood. Big, big. Big mood, big, big mood, the big, the big, big mood, mood. The big, but it, 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 this coming in, this big just coming mood. in, a big mood. Yeah, <laughs> I have spent the last two days editing a text document, and I may have to start all over again. Yeah, I'm very. Uh, it's, 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 it's a time here. It is a time. It is a time. It is a time of of things and stuff. <laughs> How has your week been? Uh, busy. It's yeah. been real fucking busy. Yeah, we, we, we did some social visits. We did. We did have a bit of downtime. We had a little bit of downtime. I've I I set the deadline for everyone for uh Polyamory season two character sheets to be yeah. in by the fourteenth. And my goodness, they were in by the fourteenth. <laughs> and now that means I have to start work on You've Polyamory got to do the thing two. now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I had to reboot the old um, polyarmory Twitter and set that up. I've, uh, yeah, writing campaign notes, looking through my old campaign notes. Re-listening and reminding yourself what the heck happened. Uh, I mean, technically that's listen stuff, but yes. Yeah, so we'll I, get there in a bit, yeah. I'm like... <laughs> most of the way through polyamory for like my third or fourth time just yeah. making notes about what happened and somebody was like we need a map it's like it, you're, you're right you probably do need to know where things are and probably i should know where things are <laughs> and it used to be that it was sort of in the margin of something a bit of paper that i've long since lost that was yes. like this is north of here this is south of here this is sort of northeast of here it's like i'll always remember where this bit of paper is I, and i would have done if i'd been regularly using the whole thing all yeah the time. exactly but, no. As soon as you stop using a bit of paper, oh, the, the paper gremlins have got it. Yeah, and then there's all the, hey, uh, so um, uh, so what do now? Set, set up new things for the series, and how, how does everything work mechanically, and what outstanding things do we do, and how, how, do, how do we start this series for wow. people who've never listened to it before? Because I want to make it to be like, you don't have to listen to the original Polyamory. Yeah. You can just start right here. There'll be a nice through flow without any sudden drop-offs. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's a lot of work, but I think it's going to be really satisfying. Indeed. So, shall we get onto that first segment of the show, what we do at the start of the show every week? Uh, yeah. Let's do the things that we've played. The things that we've played. Um, so we started playing through something. Um, 
you started experiencing <laughs> deadly premonition for the first time, and I wanted to be around for that. Mm. Um, it's it's not a it, it, it's not a good game. It's um, kind of amazing though. I think <laughs> I don't know. It is either a work of absolute genius. Or the just just an absolute shit. You, of a you game. understand now exactly why when Jim talks about it, it, like when Jim Sterling talks about it, he's like, "This is either a one out of ten or a ten out of ten, and it's nothing in between." Yeah. Um. Like <laughs> I will never, I will never criticize anyone who gives this game like a one out of ten. Yeah. I will never criticize anyone criticize anyone who gives this game a ten out of ten. This game is weird. I think if I get to reviewing this, I'm probably going to have to sort of put its like award in a quantum state between zero out of ten and ten out of ten. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, should we talk about like what you experienced of the game last night? Like, what was yeah? What well, happened? And, and just before we start, like, what I feel about the game and how I think about the game. Yeah. So far and and yes, I know about the transphobia. Yeah, yeah. Um I haven't got to that bit yet, obviously, but like I've got to bits where I'm sort of going if the, are, are they talking about the 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 person is that who they're talking about this thing? Basically, mm. you are an FBI agent who is an absolute douche canoe. Yeah. Um who is talking to his Himself? Himself? Slash you the player, maybe? Or an invisible friend? Or another personality? Or you the player? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's almost... I mean, people have drawn comparisons with Twin Peaks, which is why I wanted to play it for so fucking long. Yeah, it's... I like. I own it on PC. I could never get the damn thing to work, despite hmm. fan mods and a number of facts for like, hey, do this and this and this and this. And yeah. None of those things it's, have worked. It's fundamentally broken. <laughs> it is, especially on PC. Like, yeah, oh yeah. I, I've heard like the 360 version kind of works, but the, the uh, version seems to work all right. Uh, I haven't had any problems with it. Yeah, like, I did, not that I don't think are intentional though. Well, yeah. Like, here's the thing: the game has existed for long enough now that. For a re-release, they could have fixed anything they felt needed fixing. So my argument is, everything now is intentional. Mm. This this game got a re-release on PS3, like a definitive edition. And one of the the review things that stuck with me that like I I saw when I was looking at what this game's critical reception was like on Wikipedia, and someone said of the PS3 remaster. They didn't fix any of the bugs, and I wouldn't want it any other way. And, like, there's very few games you would say that about, that you're like, yeah, I don't want you to fix this and make it better. I don't want this to be a polished game. There are things I find monument or found monumentally dis- distressing, uh, like, j- uh, just fundamentally broken, like the yeah. driving. Oh, the driving is terrible. But However, then... I've got better at the driving. Well, I was the... playing again at lunchtime today, and I've actually got quite good at driving. Well, like, here's the thing. The driving is terrible, but you do one driving mission, and you're like, driving's terrible, driving's terrible. And then the very second time there's they go to drive, it's like, you're going to have a passenger now who's the fucking sheriff and tells you to drive properly. And I'm like, 
Is that deliberate? Is the deliberate bad driving so that I'm then going to be like, ha, this is funny, I've I, got the sheriff in my front seat while I fuck up driving now. I think the thing that really got me was I got, I think it was near the hospital. Yeah. And I spotted it in the corner of the map, a little checkered flag, and I was like, holy fuck, is there racing in this? And I just started to giggle. <laughs> because this game has no right having racing in it. So, you, you, we played like a couple of hours last night. Yeah, we played about three um, hours. So, the opening is... I'm a detective who is smoking and on my phone and on my laptop while driving in the rain. You say smoking. He looks like he's chewing it like a fucking lollipop. Yeah. And he accidentally just like completely careens his car off the side of the road. And flips it. Because a scary man appears in the road and he flips his car. So he goes to wander to the town he's meant to drive to. And it's a little bit like Resident Evil 4. Like, oh, villagers... Something's a bit wrong with them. Sometimes the villagers bend back. Yeah, they they move in like weirdly uncanny ways, where like yes. they shutter and they bend in positions they shouldn't. And um, they only get worse as the game goes on. Like they start sort of like fading towards you, doing that um, J horror thing of like we filmed it at like in a, in a high shutter speed and then like cut it down to three frames a second, so the action looks really uncanny. You, um, like they'll zoom forwards towards you at some point. Um, yeah, like the the shooting controls are not super easy. No, um, and there's weird red vines that are chasing you, and everything's getting the, very the, yeah. The red weed is very yeah. um, very much makes me think of War of the Worlds. Yeah, um, and then... and like just I don't understand if any of it's real because like there's the fact that he's constantly talking to Zach. Then there's the fact that like. I was I just finished the hospital section yeah. and you're you're you you're like, okay, now walk out of the hospital and all of a sudden it goes Silent Hill into this weird dark world. Yeah, it, it's it, there's the the weird red fog mist thing everywhere. There's these weird bend backwards yeah. zombie things that talk in slow mo I yeah. curious to know what they're all saying. But on top like outside of that, there's sections where it's just like wake up in your hotel, decide what to wear. Sit at a very long breakfast table with a lady having breakfast, shouting across both the distance of the table, but also trying to shout over the music. music? Uh, the other thing is, like, I'm <laughs> starting to wonder if the music isn't, like, more deliberate than I'd previously thought. Yeah. Because as we were, as we were talking about it last night, I was thinking, like, this seems very deliberate. Like, there is no way somebody played through this game and went, it, yup. It, that that's exactly how I want there, it. There is no way that this game went through QA testing and someone didn't say, "Hey, the voices are a little hard to hear under the music at this point." And sometimes, if you're a bit far away from the person speaking, if your character is far away from the person speaking, you just can't hear them at all. Uh, yeah. There's the <laughs> it, it does the thing that um, I think it was Heavy Rain does, where the volume of the character is based on their distance from the camera. Yeah, so if they're further from the camera, they're quieter in the mix. Oh, it's it's not even that. It's proximity to your character. It's a proximity to the like, character. I, I did a thing, like, uh, we came out of the hospital, and as we were leaving the hospital, I saw a, a, a spinning medal in the background. Yeah. I was like, I want to go and get that. And it's like, no, no, we, we're having a little conversation in the parking lot. Yeah. And the sheriff was like, look, you can go do your own thing if you want. Or you can come with us and we'll take you to the next bit of plot. And I was like, but I, w I want to go and see the thing. I want to explore this area a bit and have a look. It's like, well, if you do, you're leaving. We we're going to leave without you. And I was like, okay, I'll go. But every time I walked too far away, I was getting this. 
hey, are you coming? And it's coming up in the subtitles. His lips are moving, but no sound is coming yeah, out. Yeah. But the camera was right up in his face. It's like, what is happening? Yeah, the game is batshit. It's fucking <laughs> weird, but in, like, fascinating ways. Yes. I And the, just the choice of music. Yeah. Like, it... And, and I, this is what I was talking about with the the sound choice. Like, I genuinely feel like it's got something to do with the main character just not giving a fuck about the person he's talking to. Yeah. Because, like, there was that first thing with the, the long table. He's having the conversation with the hotel owner. And it's just this, like, really chipper... Well, it's like, he asks her, Hey, can you tell me about the town? And she starts, like, just sort of, like, droning on about the town. And then it gets quiet and the music gets all chipper and it's like, oh, he's just in his head like, didn't really care, just being polite. That's sort of what I think it is. And the other thing is, like, between conversations, like, when it's like, now ask another question, it's complete, almost completely silent. Mm. It's not until you click on another thing, the music starts back up again. It's like, that has to be deliberate. It's (laughs) it's weirdly fascinating, this game. Like, I... It's, it's... It is absolutely fascinating. Like, it's the kind of thing, like, it feels like it needs, uh, like, an English dissertation written on it. Yeah. Like, I... the kind of, what was the author on about when they, they had this idea about oh, there the fact is, that... There is a fucking bunch of material in here where you can look at the bugs and weird shit in this game and go, I think that was deliberate authorial intent to say blank. Yes. And maybe it is, or maybe it's just a shit game. I can't decide. I can't decide either. But, like, it's not just that. It, it's As you said last night, it's trying to be multiple different games at once. Yep. So there's the just walking around being a bit of a detective. Yeah. There's the sort of Sherlock Holmesy. hey, you find... Four pieces of evidence and piece yeah. them together in your mind palace <laughs> using the, uh, what is it, uh, profiling Yeah. Thing? And I don't understand why you have to watch the profiling every time. I mean, technically, I guess you don't, but you get more points if you watch it every time. Yeah, you get money for, for, for saving, but sometimes saving costs, costs you money. money. Yeah. I feel like if you save too many times in a day, it's doing that. Yeah. Here's, here's what I'll say about this game, just like... While you were playing it, you kept asking me, so is blank blank, or is, is this is this that? And I'm, I just didn't <laughs> want to answer your questions, because I was like, don't go in trying to find answers to everything that's happening. <laughs> don't go in expecting everything to be good, or ever expecting everything to be bad. Just experience what it is, and whatever questions you have, just, just let them simmer. To, to be fair, most of them have been answered. Like, yeah. I wanted to know if it was an action game as well as a, like, a, a, a mystery, and that answered itself it's, pretty quickly. Yeah, it's a mystery, but also an action, and also a Silent Hill, also a shoot. It's it's a lot of. It's also yeah. a like town management side quest finding. Yeah, it's a lot of things. And a collectathon with all the cards. Yeah. Like, I, I've just got to, I think it's like the mine or the lumber mill or something. Mm. And, like, again, it's... It does the horror sections, like, really interestingly. Although the game looks like SOS Final Escape on the PS2. <laughs> yeah. Like, quite a... And, and reminds me of the weirdness of that game quite a lot. Yeah. It is also genuinely quite unsettling in those weird monsters bend back 
horror moments. Yeah, like... But at the same time, when they end, like, the one in the hospital, it's like, you've done the autopsy report, it's like, I'm going upstairs for a smoke. As you come out of the room, it's like, okay, well, your walk down here was pretty dull and uneventful, there was a, a bit of a puzzle, but... Now, now you're going to have to fight all these things and find a bunch of key cards to get through Resident Evil slash Silent Hill kind of styly. But as soon as you get to the lobby, it's all over. It's like, yeah. what? Uh, What's happening? Uh, that <laughs> is this feeling, real? That, that feeling isn't going to go away for a while. <laughs> um, so yeah, like I will say about this game, and this is the caveat to give anyone that is interested in trying it out. Like it's it, it's an old game. It's from well, I say old. It's it's from like twenty ten, I think. I yeah. Um, so this is this is a game by Swery sixty five, who. You might know him for more modern stuff, like uh, he did D4, which was a tw- uh, episodic adventure game that got one episode and then got cancelled. Oh, uh, I own that. Yeah. That was episodic. Uh, it was episodic. It never got more than one episode. Oh. Uh, it seems like... So, fun fact, based on the trailer for Deadly Premonition 2, it seems like Deadly Premonition 2 might provide an ending to D4, because the apartment from D4 is in the trailer for Deadly Premonition 2. So, so Swery has just put the two together. He's just like, oh, if you're not going to let me finish D4, I'll finish D4 in another game. Is there going to be some missing in there as well? Um, who fucking knows? Uh, but yeah, the the thing that you like recently might know Swery for is the missing, which I I think it's been long enough. We've sort of hinted at it. If you're interested in trying it, you've you know had your pointers. It's a it's a game with a trans narrative that's handled really well with consultants that are you know trans and non-binary people, and that's great. Um, this is an older sweary game that does not handle trans stuff great. Um, I've sort of hinted at the kind of thing Jane should expect, but, like, the the vague thing I will say is, like, it it's not to the level of an Ace Ventura where it's, this person is trans, this person found them attractive, and now they're making themselves throw up in a comedy sequence, and we're going to expose their genitals for a punchline. It's, it's not that bad. It's still not good. It's still, we are, we are, we're equating a, a, a villain with gender non-conformity and possibly trans stuff. It's a little iffy on if that's actually what is being presented and it's sort of, a, oh, devi- deviance is a oh. sort of, a, li- a little bit of that. So, so would you, you'd say more fairly odd parents than Ace Ventura? Yeah, it's, it's more... It's more in the spirit of, um, you know, shitty stuff from, like, the the mid-90s, early 2000s, where, like, a villain would be queer-coded because that somehow made them seem more villainous. And this is why we all fell in love with the villains. <laughs> yes, it is. But, like, you you get what I mean. Like, it's that level of thing. It's, it's not great. And normally I would go, like... Ugh. Creator did a shitty trans thing. Not interested in the games anymore. Mm. Um, with with the swear, with the missing existing now, like uh, at some point in the decade or so since the uh, since Deadly Premonition came out, it's very clear that Sweary realised that like, hey, maybe I had some slightly shitty attitudes to work out, and has made a piece of art that not only like handles trans people better, but like went out of its way to ask the right people for help to do that. Mm. So, like, I'm willing to give this older piece of work a bit of leeway. I'm willing to go... I know I know. going in, it's a bit shitty and transphobic. Like, I will know that going in. I will brace for it. 
I don't feel like supporting this game is supporting, you know, someone who is currently holding those views. Yeah. Um, we're, we're not buying box sets of the IT crowd here. Well, that's it. It's I'm not. It's not like supporting fucking Glinner or um, who's uh, Orson Scott Card, the Ender's Game guy who um, donates a bunch of his money to anti LGBT oh, yeah, yeah, charities. Yeah. yeah. It's that's the thing. So. You know, zero judgment if you hear that that is a thing in the game and go, I'm not interested. Mm. That's what. That's totally fair. Yeah. It's it's an this game is enough of a weird oddity that I am still kind of fascinated with it in spite of that issue. I mean, there is so much to be fascinated by, like yeah. the way it does horror and and creepy and disconcerting. The 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 music when it's not trying to be quirky is yeah. is. Well done. The sound design is curious, but, and like the 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 characters they've got take archetypes and just do really interesting, weird little spins on them. Like yeah. the cast are kind of fascinating. Like yeah, like I can see where where the Twin Peaks parallel falls in, and I am someone who fucking loves Twin Peaks. Yeah, so for all of its problems, and indeed David Lynch's problems. Yes, and that shows dealing with trans people. Yes, that that too. Um, and again, like, there's part of me that wonders with this. I, mm, you might be better equipped to answer this when you finish Deadly Premonition, but there's a little bit of me that wonders: was part of the slightly trans shittinessy stuff in Deadly Premonition maybe a result of Swery trying to emulate things from Twin Peaks that he clearly was into and I mean I, I don't know I mean the, the thing is Diane is actually treated in the series really really well yeah. and obviously this show is um, done I mean for, for the time yeah um, I mean it's not played as a joke it's yeah. not played as um, anything concerning uh, like Dale completely supports her all the way yeah. through um, so, like, I don't yeah. I, see how that would necessarily no, no, no. be a my, thing. My, my I mean, point, not having no. seen My this. point is, le- like, I'm not saying the execution of it is the same. I'm saying... Did he just uh, put a trans character in there because Denise Rodman exists? Y- yeah. Like, honestly, I think about it and I go, oh, was that a Japanese creator seeing that this character in Twin Peaks exists and go, oh, my Twin Peaks homage needs a, needs a not-cis character. I... Yeah, I guess I can see. I, that. I, I, I don't know. It's just a passing thought I had in my head. But um, yeah, deadly premonition. I'm sure that your mm, confused musings yeah. will continue over the coming weeks. Con- confusings, yes. Yeah. I'm very curious for more and to see what's going on with that. Yay! Yeah. What? Well, that's twenty minutes on <laughs> deadly premonition. Uh, what else have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing a bunch of post-game missions in Astral Chain. Yeah. Still um, good. Still very good. Um, so as I said before, Astral Chain, you know, I got like, what, 35 hours or something into it going through the, the main story and was like, ah, here's 70 challenge missions to go do afterwards to, you know, unlock like the true final boss and whatnot. Oh. Um, I'm doing this on standard difficulty. I've tried the first like one or two missions of the game on ultimate difficulty and I can get through those pretty well. Um some of these challenge missions are more difficult than the early game missions on Ultimate Difficulty. I don't know where, like, my skill level is at, like, how far I would get into Ultimate right now, Mm. but I'm about 40, 40 or so uh, challenge missions deep. Wow. And I'm hitting a little bit of a wall. Yeah. Um, 
And I know that there's a bunch of shit that I don't know how to do in the combat that I need to get better at. Like, I need to practice dismissing my legion and then summoning them out just as an attack's about to hit so that I can do something called a perfect call, which is basically your parry. Yeah. Um, like, some of those are really useful. Like, the uh, the dog legion, if you summon it just as an attack's about to hit, for about ten seconds you get this, like, whirring, like dogs zooming past in all directions in a big circle around cool. you and it's a really cool area of effect that sort of clears you some distance um mm. i need to get better at some of the input based moves um some of the ones that require like uh stick back stick forward do this button um some of those i want to practice mm. getting better at and just i need to get better conceptually at understanding like what are the stumbling blocks where am i taking damage at I feel like I need to play a little, a little more Dark Soulsy. I need to do a little more like, as long as I'm not getting hit, I can take as long as I want, and I'll, you know, I will win this mm. fight. Um. So yeah, I'm, I'm satisfyingly at like I've gotten far enough into the post game that I'm like I feel like I did pretty well if I completed the game and got this far into the post game with yeah. it before I hit any troubles. And with like thirty missions to go, I'm like, okay, let's let's work out those things I've been putting off so that I can mm. get to the end. Um, I have fully leveled up all of my legions. Mm. Um, my weapons are basically the last thing I need to to level up a bit, but I'm still having a good time. I'm glad you seem to be getting a lot of good value out of that. Yeah, I. This is, I. This might be the most I've enjoyed a platinum game, and it's not without its flaws. Um. Mm. There are games like, say, Near Automata, which I definitely think had a more interesting story and story structure. Mm -hmm. um, I think that there are games that have pot potentially, like, I, I, I prefer, say, the protagonist of a lot of other Platinum games because they're an actual person as opposed to a silent uh, creator character. But in terms of all uh, overall, like, getting me engaged with this world, like. The non-combat stuff has really gotten me attached to the to the world. Mm -hmm. The combat mechanics were introduced in such a way that I have really latched onto them. Um, it it is currently my favorite platinum game, um, and it's definitely the one that, on a first playthrough, I have been most sort of attached to playing. Yeah. Um, and I've been looking around at like people I know who were really into platinum stuff to go like. Am I, you know, am I, am I off base or is this like, is this, is this a real good one? Mm. Uh, or am I liking it because, you know, maybe, maybe all the people that like Platinum's games are going to go like, oh, it's, you know, it's super easy. That's why you like it. Mm. Um, but no, a lot of the people that I know that like I follow specifically because they like Platinum stuff are very much in the camp of, we'll see, but like maybe favorite Platinum game. Oh, heavens. So, Hooray! My my judgment taste is my taste in platinum games is apparently somewhat on in line with people that like platinum games. Oh, either way, I'm glad you are enjoying the game you like. I, as a personal individual, am very much enjoying it. I'm glad that other people are as well because it means like, ah, oh, hack! The first time I'm actually getting good at a platinum game, it's considered one of the good ones. Yay! Yay. <laughs> what about you? What have you been playing? What else have I been playing? Well, we played some games together. We had a big old board game weekend. Yeah, so we played some more Scythe, which we've talked about before. It's that big 
board game with the mechs in yeah. post-World War One Europe. Yeah, so it's um, area control plus worker placement plus resource management. Hmm. Uh, there's a lot of strategy involved in there. Lots of yeah, and the miniatures are absolutely stunning for that game. Um, I'm such a huge fan, and even better, uh, it's somebody else's game, so we just don't. We didn't have to pay for it. We just play <laughs> hey, it. Hey, hey. Um, yeah, it continues to be really fun. Good couple of hours of game. Um, mm-hmm. it, it was a very tense one. You won. I did. Uh, I think the killing blows, like three of my mechs got sent back to the starting area like a turn before the end of the game, and none of them got to score points as a result. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was and, a good one. And I've worked out some strategies since the last time we played, or yeah. from the last time we played. As, as so. have I. I think we both played better than we had previously. I Definitely. Think. Although what I'm concerned about yeah. is if it wasn't just my playing... Because I played the same um, team group that yeah. um, or faction that was it. Yeah, I played the same faction that uh, Colin played last time and Colin won last time by like three points. Yeah, what did your faction get get as a bonus? Uh, um, I can use the same action more than once. Did, how often did you use that? Did you use All that? My, t- uh, I don't think I actually used it at all. I was gonna say I don't think you used it often. No. Did you, uh, I also any... ended up with for for my strategy. I ended up with one of the worst second boards. Yeah, yeah. Um, because the the things I needed to do cost like the things I wanted to do lots of cost a huge amount. Yeah, and I wasn't ideally suited to be getting lots of the things to upgrade. Yeah. And also, I know upgrading isn't like something you should be really focusing on late game in that game. Yeah, if you're going to upgrade, do it early. Yeah, do it early, and then after that, just try and cope. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's an interesting little game. I love it. It's, yeah. I mean, it's three or four hours, potentially. I know it's just two on the box, but <laughs> I think you've got to know the game. Everyone playing has got to know the game really well. Like, And not be chatting. Here's the thing. If we had finished that game and gone, let's have another... And no one talked, and we just jumped into a second game. Maybe we probably could have done it in two hours. Maybe, maybe. Like it, and it definitely speeds up every time we yeah. play because obviously we've got better idea. We had, although we had also had less people this time. Yeah. I think last time we played with five, and this time we only mm. played as it three, two people on one team. Hey, we needed less uh, tutorial before getting in as well. We we definitely. remembered more what we were doing. Yeah. Although I think we did watch like a three minute. Is yeah. what you need to remember. And that was plenty to get us going. Yeah. There was only a little bit of rules checking, mm. but I think you're going to find that with any board game yeah. of that size. Yeah. The the other big complicated one we did was uh, Legendary Encounters Alien. Yeah. Which we've talked about before. It's a yes. deck building card game that's uh, cooperative. Yes. You're playing against the deck. Yes. Um, <laughs> the deck is... You, you, you pick a movie from the Alien franchise and you the aliens will start spawning and you you gotta you gotta do the objectives and not die you, you don't have to you can actually like once it's recommended for people who've never played to play through at least one of the movies yeah probably the first one yeah um but like you can as it as it's very proud of saying like you could make up a, a barracks deck with all four different uh, versions yeah. of ripley which would be cool but like, 
There's there's lots you could do. I, I haven't played yeah, a sort of like mashup. That's that's how we've yet. been playing it. Yeah. yeah, like we've I've played all four versions in solo. I think we played Alien and Aliens in two, in player. two player, which was really fucking hard. Yeah, and this was our first time trying in four player, which I believe yeah. is the max that they recommend. Is it? I think you can play five. Okay, but it's it's up there. Yeah, um, it definitely felt. Easier. Easier in four player. And we'd worried that it might feel more difficult. But um... Yeah, because just the fact that there's something constantly going out. But like it the fact that the coordinate move works actually works in that. Yeah. And so, you can have like a room full of people going, Oh, I can coordinate yeah. something. If you, so, I, oh, I can give do, you lend you some power yeah. this round. To to basically explain coordinate, it's uh cards in your hand from your sort of deck that you as an individual are building sometimes might say coordinate on them. And that means, hey, it's worth let's say three buying power for new cards or three damage or something like that. Um I'll give it to someone else who might need it. Um, at the table, and they can have extra points on their turn, and you get to draw an extra card, so it's not like you're a card down in your hand for doing it. Yeah. You're really encouraged to do it, and while you can only give away one card, you know, that way per turn, multiple people can coordinate on their turns to the same player, mm-hmm. so, like, you could give one person, like, okay, I'll give you three buying power, I'll give you three buying power, I'll give you three buying power, on your turn, you've got nine extra buying power, you can afford that power loader now. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, I I think it really helped. Having four players at the board meant that we had more specialities of things to do. Yes. Um, and and we really did specialize as well. Like yeah. I took coordinating to the max. Yeah. You did like I'll just have a really limited deck, but very targeted oh, for what I'm doing. Yeah. My my deck setup was I had a character whose ability was, um, you can use all of your buying power as damage instead, mm-hmm. and I was basically like. Let's keep my deck small so he keeps coming up like every one or two turns mm-hmm. and get people to keep coordinating me. It doesn't matter whether it's attacking or buying power. Whatever you coordinate me, I'll be able to do big attacks. Yeah. And just every time my turn came around, I'm like, what can I kill? Mm-hmm. Um, Which was very handy. Although yeah. I don't... Did you deal with a killing blow or not? I can't remember. I believe I did. I think yeah. I did a 12 damage move on the, uh, the, on on the, the queen. alien queen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had a lot more fun with it in four player. I think it. We felt still pretty on the ropes, but like oh, especially l- at the beginning. Yeah, it's we we felt like we had more of a fighting chance. Yes. Um, we didn't have to fudge the rules about face huggers because you know, impossibly yeah. close to death. Yep. Um, and yeah, it, it was still balanced really well. Like we mm. got we defeated the alien queen on the same turn that the the deck of 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 monsters reached its final card. Yeah, the hive deck was yeah, just running out. There are rules on shuffling all the dead aliens back into yeah. the deck. But like time-wise it really worked out nicely in an almost like um tiny epic zombies esque yeah. level. It, it just felt like perfectly timed. It it really felt well like that was exactly the number of turns it should have taken us to beat this yeah. thing. And that was really satisfying. Mm-hmm. Um and as much as we had our moments of oh god oh god oh god like we we fought back we we did we did well yeah and and I think like the the our team composition worked really well and I would very much look forward to to playing more of that yeah. and perhaps if we play enough of it actually trying like hey can, let's try making a custom scenario yeah 
the only other board game we played is we played more uh, Unstable Unicorns. Mm-hmm. Jane won because she put her baby unicorn on a different row, so it looked like she had one fewer unicorn I than she did. I always put my u- baby I, unicorns I know above you my do, and every unicorn. time you do it, it makes us think you have one unicorn less than you do. I think it was when Colin loudly declared, oh, Jane's only got five. And Indeed. I was like, I why, am shutting the why, fuck why up. Why did he declare that? Because <laughs> the rest of us all had ours in a single row and no, you had your baby up on No, the rest of you did a... not have a baby. Well, yeah, but when we had a baby, where was it? In the row with the rest of them. Not really. Yeah. Like, some of you had them separate. No, we'd been putting ours in the same row the whole game. Well, I can't be held responsible for how you lay out your cards no, in front no. of you. It... I, I'm not saying that you were wrong to do it or that you cheated. <laughs> I'm simply pointing out it did look in your row like you had one fewer than you had because your baby was elsewhere. You put your baby up with the down upgrades and downgrades. I, you know, at a glance, it looks like you have an extra upgrade or downgrade. Oh, well, it was beautiful. I won. It was a lovely day. It was, it was a lovely, a lovely day. sunny day. We got to play a lot of board games. We didn't. Uh, we did get to play Scythe, which was our, our intention. We didn't yeah. get to play Dungeons and Dragons, which was our intention. And we didn't get to play Scythe with the, the full group we wanted to play Scythe yes. with. Yes. But we still had a lovely Carpets, day. Dan. Carpets. Why did you wait for carpets? <laughs> yeah. uh, have you played anything else? You got a thing in your hand. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> fidgeting. With, with. This is really nice to That's all right. I'm in- a fidget. I'm intrigued to find out about your fidget. Um, so this is a 2 by 2 by 3 cuboid puzzle. It's it's a rectangle Rubik cube. Yeah, it's like a Rubik's cube that someone shaved, like uh, a th- a third off. A th- um, five cubelets. Yeah, off the top. They've taken a slice out of it. Um, oh, you're shuffling it now. That's going to take a while. Uh, yeah, it's of of the cuboids. It is, I believe, like the the smallest mass-produced version or smallest mass-produced one. It's got lovely action on it. It's really nice and it's sort of soft. It's quite yeah. quiet. It's you can tell it's sprung. Yeah. Um, which... I, sorry, I did not intend to turn that into a shuffle, but it has long. It it's has become long a since now. become a shuffle. It's fine. I'll work it's it got a really nice. Uh, yeah, it's action got a lovely on action on there. It's quiet enough to be a fidget. It's quiet enough to be a fidget, and, and it does feel nice to sort of having a hand and just like stim stim stim. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of that. Oh heck. Uh, uh, what other twisty, puzzly things? Another twisty puzzle also arrived this morning. Thank you very much to Becky. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, a 2x2x2 uh, cat cube. That's adorable. It is adorable. It looks like one of those little um, lucky cats, the little waving cats. Mm. But it's waving with two hands because it's symmetrical. Because I guess that's easier to mould. Probably. Um, yeah, and it's just this adorable, cute little cat. Oh. That uh, is also a two by two by two cube in the style of um, I don't know if you ever saw them. They did like a whole set of um, Star Wars Rubik's cubes. Oh yeah, that were like pick, like the faces of the characters done as a two by two by two. They did a, an Anakin and Darth Vader one, so it was like Anakin's face on one side and Vader on the other. And I think the other one was, um, and I think the other one was R two and C three PO that they did as a. That was, it was an interesting idea. They're they're a bit weird looking though. Yeah. They're a bit weird, and the actually the as with most genuine Rubik's brand things, the action on them's fucking horrible. Yeah, I know, right? They're not the best no. in terms of actually moving. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is a Mofangi. Um, two by two by, th- two by two by three. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan. One day, one day I will own a three by three by five. Ooh. 
I'm very excited. Although, although those they they tend to be out of stock a lot. Yeah. Um, but I'm told they're like one of the most fun for people who like three by threes and five by fives, which are my two favourites. I'm excited <laughs> to to hear about you getting one one, one day. One day I will find the one that's produced. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, you played anything else? Nope. That is everything I played. Well then, time for this. For this. Mm. Oh, hey Moon, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm pretty good. Mm, yeah. It's not often you get to see me during the day. Oh, I know, I know. It's not often I get to uh, tell you about what I've been up to. Oh, yeah. I had another day of having all of the friends today. You know, everyone was out in the sun, happy to see me out all day, you know. And then I had a great time. It, you know, it's summer right now, so I got to be out for super long, you know. Mm. And absolutely everyone had a great time. And as, as soon as I had to leave, oh, what a... What a sh- what a shame they all decided to go home. Oh, how have things been for you, Moon? Have you have you got lots of friends at the moment, or are you still, you know, finding everyone goes home when you come out? Well, admittedly, a lot of people do go home. There is that aspect. But what to get to hang out with all the ravers? <gasps> oh, <laughs> damn! We need more day raves. <laughs> Have you been in this situation where you've got a problem you need to solve and you've googled your hyper-specific problem and find nothing but pages and pages of people with the same problem and no solution? I have. That's literally the worst thing. Just all of the forum guides, they're all there. Everyone's answered. Just pages and pages of people saying, I've had this problem too. When will it be fixed? Indeed. Have you gone back to the search engine results and tried another link, only to find it's the exact same thing. More people claiming that they have that problem and not having a solution. Sometimes it's literally the same forum post. Introducing ActuAnswer. ActuAnswer filters out any and all search results where someone had the same problem as you, but nobody had a solution to help them. Granted, once we filter out with our patented filtering technology, you may find that there are no remaining search results left, but... At least you've saved the time you would have spent clicking on those links to see if they had your answer. Now I know no one can help me. Woo! (gasps) What have you put in your eyes? Um, I've not put a lot in my eyes this week. Um, there's one thing that we we put in our eyes together. Yeah. Uh, we watched 45 minutes of Death Stranding gameplay. Yeah, we did. Um, I still don't understand what that game is after watching 45 minutes of it and reading about what happened in 45 minutes of it. Um, so you're in a future world where the internet is powered by babies in artificial wombs that their parents died during birth and those babies being in an artificial womb can help you to see ghosts. And, um... What's so hard to understand about that? Yeah. Uh, so you load up your character with a bunch of stuff on their back, and then they go on a big long walk. And it's also maybe an online multiplayer game where also people put down stuff to help you get there, um, and you d- you deliver the stuff. Um, one of the four categories of things you might be delivering is sperm and eggs. Apparently, that's very important. That's like a quarter of what you're delivering. 
Sperm and eggs. Sperm and eggs. Um, and then it becomes a stealth game like a Metal Gear Solid, uh, where you sneak in, steal some stuff from a supply crate, and then run away very fast. Of course. Um, and it's maybe persistent where you leave things, but maybe it's not. And then you find new towns, and you throw blood at a big monster because you got dragged under the ground into an oil world with a boss fight. Who hasn't these days? Yeah. And I, I, I. You too, huh? Yeah, I died, I died also. Yeah. Um, maybe that game will be a lot of fun. I don't... The things that looked most interesting in that game were the moments where you sat down to interact with the little baby on your front, and I'm like, maybe that'll be maybe that'll be a sweet thing where, like, over the course of the game, you'll end up bonding with them or something. But, mm. like... I... I... Yeah. Norman Reedus and the Funky Fetus. Norman Reedus and the Funky Fetus, indeed. Mm. I don't... I feel the more I look at this game and the more I see of it, the less I feel like I understand. It's walking stimulator with extra steps. I here's the thing, maybe maybe, maybe if, a couple of extra Maybe bosses. if it is basically just a big walk across the US walking simulator, I might be alright with that. It's a very pretty looking game. It's a hoverboard. Yeah. Like if if I can just walk across America and look at some very pretty sights, and that's about it. And occasionally fight a Dark Souls boss. Yeah, like I'm okay with that. Maybe stick on stick on a podcast, uh, you know, while I'm wandering across the countryside, and You're then going to enjoy all the all the beautiful musics. Well, of course, I'll stop it when the beautiful musics happen. When it's like, oh, you found a town, beautiful music time. Your own beautiful music. Uh, what about you? What do you put in your eyes? I read a small book. <gasps> oh yes, I mean, imagine a horrifying children's book. <laughs> and I'm not talking about Stroll Peter. This this is based on a uh, a web cartoon. Isn't yeah, it? so you're aware of Jason Steele of Film Cal? Uh, I wouldn't know them by that name, but I know that they are the person that does like Charlie the Unicorn and whatnot. Uh, yeah, Charlie the Unicorn, Charlie the Ta- Charlie Te Unicron, uh, and uh, the llamas, llamas with hats. hats. Yeah, and and marshmallow people, which yeah. is about some weird, possibly nihilist marshmallows who yeah. sometimes do horrifying things to triangle people. Yeah, they have a very like everything is miserable and they're never happy, so they go and do horrible things to try and feel something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's a weird, strange world, and this is a weird, strange book. It's- but just the the size of it, the layout of it, and just the the way it's done, it really does feel like a like a, a children like the creepiest fucking children's book ever. <laughs> like you wouldn't want to read it to a toddler. No, no. <laughs> what happens? Well, then they made a wish so that they could feel things, and now they feel bad about the fact that they can feel things, and they tried to tear their own eyes out. And yeah. there was a bit where there was like a bird totally akirid all over the place and then they stabbed it with like a sacrificial dagger thing. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It's that we you were watching some of the cartoons uh this I, week. I watched all three of them back. Yeah. And all I remember from watching those alongside you was um Hey, we have everything we ever wanted. Why don't we still feel happy? Let's go eat someone. <laughs> Let's go and eat someone's face. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're a strange pair of marshmallows. It's it's a thing. At least when I made marshmallows, they didn't do that. Yeah. So what's cre- the, what is the name of this little comicy book thing? Uh, this is uh, Marshmallow People and the Suffocating Despair of Existence. It sure is. <laughs> uh, by Jason Steele. You can get signed copies on Etsy, and it'll come with a free Pocket Man's card. Oh. 
a random pocket man's card. I, I, I'm kind of curious about if they'll ever do a full set of Pokemans. Well, and if that's gonna, how weird is that? That's yeah, yeah. This, and then this, like, it it arrived the same. I think I think it was the same week, or maybe it was a couple of weeks ago. Jason announced doing a llamas in hats babies book. <laughs> where they're they're tiny and and small and imagine how fun it was when they were small when when Paul and Carl were little <laughs> in, in diapers are oh, how cute and probably horrifying <laughs> oh goodness yeah and all this in in the same week because this ended up bringing up a whole conversation about Jason Steele yeah you were like when is the Charlie the Unicorn finale coming out it's like I will check my Kickstarter. Uh. The fir- it's now a multi-part thing, and the first part is coming this month. Uh, yeah, 24th of September, so mm. next week, the first part of the Charlie the Unicorn finale will be up. Yeah. Um, and then apparently when it's all done, he's going to do it as like a supercut of all the parts put together as the actual film. So, yeah. yeah. I-, I think it was originally going to be half an hour, but I think it's become longer than that. He seemed to imply that it's become longer than that. So, I'm, um, uh, yeah, I think it's like a year, maybe two years later than it was expected, but he's kept everyone pretty up to date. He's clearly still worked on it. Yeah. And Detective Heart of America was quite a thing. So, yeah. I guess... I guess we'll see how the Charlie finale turns out. Mm, what about you? Have you watched any other uh, things or put any other things in your eyes? Uh, I put I put another thing in my eyes. Yeah. Um, so I've been real digging that Astral Chain, that thing I've been playing a bunch of. Mm. And I've been like, A, I want to get better at it. B, I want to see if I've missed stuff. And C, like, I'm just really curious about other people's thoughts on it because I've been so deep into that game. Yeah. So I've been watching a couple of uh, playthroughs from people who... I know we're really into their Platinum games, and I'm like, if I'm going to learn to be better at this game, it's going to be from them. Yeah. Um, so I've been watching playthroughs by Angriest Pat, who I believe is Pat Stares At on YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, Angriest Pat on Twitch, and Wooly Versus. Uh, both of them used to be on a podcast called The Super Best Friend Cast, um, and it's associated YouTube channel, and, uh, you know, I used to really enjoy that YouTube channel, and I've kept watching a lot of the content that those people have created and yeah um angriest pat he did his as a big set of twitch streams um so some like five hour long twitch streams and all of them are up so if you're just like i want to binge watch a whole playthrough of astral chain like right the heck now you could probably do worse than his like his is a real nice interesting one from someone that is like more competent than i at uh Platinum games. Competency. What's, what's what, that? What like? is this competency? What is this competency you um, speak of? And Wooly versus. Uh, he's started a bit later. He's doing thirty-minute daily episodes uh, for quite some time. His playthroughs a lot earlier, but I'm very much enjoying watching little bits and bobs here and there. So mm. both of those are good if you wanna if you wanna watch a full playthrough of Astral Chain. Mm. Uh, what about you? Have you put anything else in your eyes? That is all the things I put in my eyes. Uh, I put one other thing in my eyes, and it's not like a you know anything substantial, but there's a Twitter thread, uh, there's a there's a Facebook post that's going around that like I've seen shared a lot on Twitter. Do a Twitter search, you'll find it. Um, where a woman named Sam got awarded cashier of the week at her local Walmart. Okay. And that little post, Facebook post goes up, and it's like, hey, Sam's cashier of the week. They go above and beyond. They're really great. You know, say congrats to Sam. Um, 
And it's been hijacked in the nicest way possible by thousands of people going on there to post fake, lovely, going above and beyond things that Sam has done for them at Walmart. Okay. Um, so, like, the example I remember off the top of my head is someone posted, Oh, Sam's great. I went into Walmart the other day and accidentally broke my glasses and Sam... Uh, popped the lenses out and whittled a new p- a frame uh, a new s- a frame out of uh, <laughs> out of mahogany and they worked perfectly well and just popped the lenses uh, popped a new set of lenses back in and they were my exact prescription and this was all done while they were scanning my bag it's fantastic that's wonderful it's just this lovely thread of people coming up with impossibly lovely things that Sam has done and it's just kind of heartwarming wholesome like it's a wholesome meme bag- bandwagon mm-hmm. so go. Go tell Walmart about more lovely things Sam's done for you. Yeah. Um, I think that's everything I've put in my eyes this week. Well then, time for that! Ah. Laura, Laura, we've got a new sponsor! Who's our new sponsor? This week's sponsor is Bundle Blitz. Oh, Bundle Blitz? Bundle Blitz, so... You know how, like, you get, like, Humble Bundle, and then there's other types of bundles you might yeah, have heard you, of? you get a bunch of games, you know, you pay, you pay one amount and you get a bunch of games. Yeah, what if there was a service very much like that, but instead of games you've heard of, you'd never heard of these games? So, like, amazing undiscovered gems that are all going to be really amazing and perfect and are just under the radar and it's going to be amazing? Imagine getting six games. Right. Right, and they were in a bundle. Okay. And you'd never heard of these games before. And they all looked like they were made in, like, Game Maker using pre-bought store assets. Okay. And not a lot of work had gone into them. Okay. But a dollar... A dollar bundle. You get six games. Six games for a dollar is pretty, pretty, pretty good game value. Don't think too much about the games. Bargain Blitz. It's all there. Bundle Blitz. All the Blitzy. Bundle, Blundle, Blundle. All all the games. Imagine it. Six games for a dollar. That's great. Six games for a dollar. It doesn't matter that you've never heard of them. Six games for a dollar. Six games for a dollar. So head over to Bundle Blitz. Yeah. Dot lol dot net. And get yourself six games that you've... Never heard of so, sold in the mouth. Sold, sold just like those people on the market store would sell them. Six games for a pound. Six games for a pound. Six games for a pound. And you know what else they do? What? Like six times a week, you can get a bun, a mystery bundle of <gasps> six games. They'll not only be six games you've never heard of, but they'll be six games you've never heard of, and you won't even know the names of them before you buy them. Six or ga- anything about them. Oh goodness! I, I I hope it's six games even they haven't heard of. Maybe it's six games even the developers haven't heard. <laughs> ah. So that's bundleblitz.lol.net. Head on over, enter the code QNPS84 and get yourself 50 cents off your first dollar bundle. There is literally five more bundles every single day and some of them are mysteries. So head on over and get them. Woo! Inside the boardroom of Electronic Active Softworks. Hi. Hi. How's uh, your voice returning to the last week when you... uh? Couldn't do the shouting of the interns. It's weird, actually, because um, it, it's been fine most of the week, but uh, as we've been talking today, as I've been talking today, I'm feeling it actually kind of oh, starting yeah. to feel a bit gravelly. Well, we better, so maybe uh, I'm not fully on the Better get our shouting uh, meeting done out the way yeah, nice and good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, what, 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 what have we got on the agenda this week? Well, um, 
I, I'm just a bit concerned, right? Because you know how we we used to have a lot of control over uh, the reviewers. You know, yeah, yeah. there was, th- you know, back in the day, we used to just be able to pay them. Here's, yeah, yeah. here's a copy of the game, or maybe here's not even a copy of the game. Here is like what we've said about our game. Um, here's some free stuff. Maybe here's a tenor. And you know that's it. Oh, right golden review, days, golden days. Ten out of tens, always. Uh, you know, sometimes they'd be commenting on things that weren't even in the fucking game. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, that's just how we get our reviews. And then there was a whole new generation, and we'd actually have to send out code for things, or we'd invite people to lavish press events, and we try and get them that way. Uh, but um, it seems like. With the birth of the, or the flourishing of the internet and the the prevalence of, like, blogs yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. YouTube and things like that. You know, just any Yahoo with a microphone and a camera is uh, pretty much just able to put their views out in the Yeah, world. yeah, like, people people who we didn't give the game can say if they think the game's bad and, like, yeah. you know, that's a problem. Well, initially, we thought it was kind of a boon, because, you know, we could, you know, turn down our uh, uh, possibility for a a bonus based on the Metacritic score. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It seems like, actually, a lot of that stuff is backfiring on us now. And uh, that's kind of concerning, because, you know, I just like the idea that we can just keep, you know, control of the narrative, just keep getting money well, off people. Of course, that's but, the dream, that's the dream. But, uh, as I say, everyone on YouTube with the, with the reviews and, and what have you, and, you know, I mean, we've tried to discredit them, and we've always got, like, the tribalism of our foaming rabid fans. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've, we've really nursed that whole thing, you know, some people are getting harassed off the internet by those people, but, uh, that's not our problem, huh? <laughs> yeah, so what's your, what's your solution? What's your solution? Well, you know, I suggest that, uh, how about we take anyone who puts up any kind of, uh, comments or footage of our game on, on YouTube, we'll just, uh, send a DMCA copyright strike, cause, uh, we know some people at YouTube, right? Ooh, ooh, I've got an idea. I've got yeah, an idea. Yeah, yeah. We send out a, a, a press kit with the game. You know, we yeah. provide some really convenient images that, you know, they're so easy. Why, why bother capturing your own images? You Absolutely. know, we just use the ones we've sent you. Then we know exactly what to search to see when people used uh, our footage. We can find all the coverage and take it down. You are a fucking genius. I know. So. What? What's going on in your ears? My ears? Yeah. Uh, not a lot. Because, like, I've been doing multiple days where I've been doing word-heavy jobs where I can't have words in my ears. Because mm. I'm looking at too many words. I know the feels. Yeah, it's been one of those. But so... there is one thing that gets us through those times. What? That oh, lo-fi. Oh, that, that lo-fi, that yeah. good, good lo-fi. I've been listening to a lot of them lo-fi channels. Same. I, I've been rotating through a few. Um, Ooh, okay. So, uh... There is the one that everyone knows with the studying girl. Yep. Same. Uh, there's the one that we saw the other day where there was the raccoon in bed uh, with yep. the animated image where they're yep. occasionally doing a little tippy-tap type away. Bananas rule. Uh, yep. I saw one the other... Uh, I was on one today where it was just a rainy window and lo-fi beats. Oh, I think I've seen that one as well. Yeah. I, I was just cycling through the various uh, lo-fi radio station YouTube channels. Like, I think after having spent a week largely listening to Study Girls lo-fi yeah, radio, yeah. Like, I was like, I think I've heard 
maybe everything or everything that's on at this time of day. I don't know if it's yeah. like a 24-hour loop I or believe something. so, yeah. Which um, means there are tracks I'm never going to get to hear unless I seriously dedicate my time to it. Uh, c- well, considering how my day has gone today, I might start here This week, I might start hearing some of those middle-of-the-night ones. Oh, heck. Yeah, we'll see. But Yikes. I just want to say, thank you, the category of lo-fi beats to study to, for yeah. um, being the thing that saves me when I've got to do two days of clicking on buttons to go, yes, it's okay to add a comma to this. Thank you for being almost white noise. Yeah. Like, like something I can occasionally bop to. Indeed. Just just off white noise enough. Yeah. Um, to, to not be a, a, a offensively distracting. Yeah. But also pleasant on the ear. Exactly. Uh, what about you? What have you put in your ears? Um, I finally finished, finished listening to Adventure Zone Balance. It doesn't yeah. get any easier to listen to that show, I must say. Yeah, yeah. Um, if anything, I'm more attached to the characters each time. Yeah. You, you you, know what bit I will, out of context, occasionally just jump back to sometimes and go like, oh, oh my heart. It's um, that bit in the... Um, uh, the hundred, the hundred years, the the stolen century. Stolen century, yeah. Um, that episode where they're all forgetting <laughs> uh, breaks my heart every time. Same, same. Yeah, um, and I think we've mentioned this before. Like, I, I think part of it's like having dementia in the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just like the idea that you could just s- suddenly lose someone. Yeah. And they won't know who you are, and that's a bit. Yeah. Or that, that, or that it could happen to me that like I might just not be Same. able to remember someone who's incredibly important to me is Same. a terrifying thought. That is an entire possibility of yeah. sadness. Indeed. Uh, that, oh. Yeah, that and um, arms outstretched um, oh. soul saving all the goodbyes. Yeah. Uh, Magnus, how did you die? Yeah. That, like um... And seeing Julia again. Oh. Uh, that's just, that that that's too pure. Like I've been really enjoying Amnesty, but like Balance was something special. It was, and I think maybe I will appreciate more of Balance for listening to it all. Uh, for yeah. Amnesty, listening to o- it all in one go. Honestly, I think that's part of it. Is I... I'm just not good with serialized yeah. stuff, especially over that length yeah. of time. I I'm on serialized stuff, and I constantly forget what the fuck my motivations are week to week, and like. That's characters that I invented and I theoretically know everything about. Like I had the same problem with badly designated heroes. Like yeah. I would, I would forget why I was angry with a character and then just be like, yeah. I feel like I've been bullying that character. I'm going to be nicer to them. And then I listened back to the whole series and was like, oh shit, no, they are an asshole. I need to stop yeah. being nice to them. I, yeah, like. I'm bad at that when it's my own characters. I'm worse at it when it's other people's. And I got into balance late enough that I could binge what listen to most of it. Same. Um, which really helped. And again, I feel like that'll probably happen with Amnesty. Probably. Yeah, like, I think I started listening to Adventure Zone just as I would imagine they were doing uh, Crystal Kingdom. Yeah. So by the time I got to the end, they were just hitting um, Stolen Century. Yeah. Uh, oh no, sorry. They would have been doing um, the Suffering Game. Yeah. So they. Could, uh, yeah. So I just just got into it as the Stolen Century was starting. Then, as that happened, you were like, "Yeah, but it's great if you go back and you understand all the things." So, having literally just listened mm-hmm. to it, I started all the way back at the beginning. Yeah. Rushed through it uh, to like. 
to have the finale ready at that at the that the time I finished. Yeah. To to like go now I know exactly what happens and what everything means and everything's <laughs> going to be ready. And I was like, oh my god, it's so much to take in. It's a lot. So for my third full listen through, like it's. <laughs> It's it's it doesn't get any less emotional because if anything yeah. I care more about the characters. Well, and any piece of media that you can go on my third listen through, on my third <laughs> go through, like it's got to be a pretty special piece of media to go. Yeah, this is my th- my third time through. It's like seventy to a hundred hours of content. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's great. They, it's great. Griffin did a real good job. Uh, they all did they a real all, good they job. All did. But like I. As a DM myself, like I know what goes into sort of that type of thing. Yeah, and it is a lot of outside time thinking about what do. Yeah, yeah, been been there. Mm-hmm. Uh, other things I've listened to more stuff with no words. I listened to the soundtrack to Mass Effect Two. Okay, that, that continues to be a really good mix of like just quiet ambient. Uh, Stuff that feels like you're lost at space, and then like nice dramatic things go like time to write. Aren't they? I'm writing very dramatically, <laughs> and then uh, some stuff that makes me cry still. Uh, what about you? Have you listened to anything else? Um, just as I mentioned earlier, I've been listening to Polyarmory again yeah. for for research purposes. Have you got any others? Breath of the Wild soundtrack. It nice. continues to be very. It's all just quiet ambient background music that isn't quite white noise, but is close enough for me to work to. I've, I, I don't I, think I never really think about Breath of the Wild being sort of very music heavy because it, it, the music in that game is so subtle. Like you, there's the bits yeah. when you're out having the fights with the guardians. Yeah, it's really so, the only bit of music. So I can much think of it is really understated, which is why I like listening to the soundtrack. Is yeah, it, it, it's it's a very gentle way to hear a lot of familiar bits of Zelda music in a less in your face way. Mm. Um, it's it's great background music. Nice. Um, that's about it. Ooh. Well then, time for this. <laughs> so yeah, 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 um, yeah. Tell us, uh, tell us one of those good, good horror stories. Okay, okay. So um, it was an average day at the top forty company. Everything was going great. Workers were doing their jobs. We were siphoning the uh, top 30% of their uh, their created wealth per uh, employee. And there's this low rumbling. And it gets louder and louder. And the CEO, he opens his door and he strains his ear and he can't hear what's being said. And what can it be? He strains his ear more and he hears a single word. Unionization. No! I know, I know, I know. Have, have you got a, you got a scary story for me? So, it was all quiet in the CEO's office. He was sitting there, having a drink, practicing his putting, and planning about how he was going to make cuts to all the Medicaid bills. When all of a sudden, the government passed a law introducing a 70% tax rate on everything over $200,000. Hey, can I share a scary story? Sure. So, my my story is set in a really poor neighbourhood. A, a, a local conglomerate moved in, and they hoarded all of the local wealth in the economy, and basically had enough money to fix all of the world's problems, but they didn't, and everyone starved to death. Your story's rubbish. Go home. Oh. 
Uh, want some of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> so, uh, you know how, like, millennials are always tired? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, do you, uh, do you know why that is? Is it because they're overworked and underpaid and, uh, being forced to, you know, work in sociable hours and stuff. You would think that, right? No, no, And that is no. a perfectly valid reason for anyone. But is that not the reason? That's not the main reason. What's, See, what's the main one? Well, you know how, like, people say that yawns are catching sea? See, oh, like, you said the word yawn and I, you did yawn and... I did a yawn. Yeah, I'd have some more of that, yeah. Or that'll get me yawn. Yeah, I probably will get a yawn <laughs> actually, yeah. So, um, yawns are catching, right? And that's yeah, yeah, yeah. like, people have been yawning as long as there's been people, right? Yeah, yeah, one so person one yawns. one person in a room yawns. And then, the, you know, he spread it. Off, he it? went spreading, yeah. didn't it? Yeah, and right... As the population of the world has increased, that means there's been more yawns going around yeah, overall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and, and also, like, public transport. Yeah. There's a lot of yawns just, see, there you go again. There you go again, yeah. Just all these yawns just kicking about, yeah. So... What's happened is, over the years, all the yawns accumulating, building up, that means that the, the youngest generation are now exposed to the highest frequency of yawns. There's just more yawns everywhere, and yeah, yeah, so yeah. they're just, like, constantly exhausted, isn't it? In it, in it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Makes you think that... <laughs> question time, stuff questions. What's the questions? Uh, Lucy would like to know what is your favourite tactile sensation? Oh, oh, uh, good tactile sensations. I've, I've got, I've got a lot of, of options. Here. Do you have an answer in mind? Uh, there's a couple I quite like. Um, if I'm in the right mood, and it, it, it is one that's a very specific mood. I like lying on the grass and just stroking blades of grass. Oh, yeah. Mm, big mood, same. Um, uh, stroking smudge. Yeah. Hugging a really big balloon. Yes. That's, that's a good one. I know you are a big fan of this. Yeah. Oh, I like the tactile sensation of being in a ball pit. That's that's a very good one. Well, you you, you know, you got to do that for your birthday. Indeed I did. Somebody was... gave us a whole load of ball pit balls. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> I can now enjoy the, the, the majesty of chilling in some ball pit balls like any time. It's yeah, great. Yeah, you can. <laughs> Whenever you want. Yeah. There is the option of a ball pit. Yeah. Kelladry Kudu. Hi, Cal. We'd like to know, if life imitates art and art reflects life, then is this the real life or is this just fantasy? Caught in a landslide. Hmm. What's the distinction between real life and a fantasy? If it feels real, it's real enough. I mean, there is that aspect, I suppose. <laughs> If, if if you're experiencing it, you know, what makes it real or not? I think we're getting into the realms of philosophy at this point. Yeah. Um, no escape from reality. We can't sing the whole song. We'll get look up off. to the skies and see. <laughs> this question from Future Fishy. 
Uh, are there any skills or hobbits that you uh, wish you could be instantly good at? They didn't say hobbits. I just did that. Um, sign language. Yeah, sign language. Contact um, juggling. Oh. Yeah, yeah, right. I would really like to learn a modern programming language. Yeah? Like, I I used to program in BASIC years ago, but, like, not good programming. And I remember when I was in college, my IT teacher said, well, you know, that they say that people who've learned BASIC can never learn another pro- programming language. I don't know if that's become, like, a self-fulfilling thing because I was told it by an authority figure. Yeah. But it's it's definitely one that sort of vaguely haunted me. Like, I, I don't know what to do. I don't really understand how to, like do the modern technique things. Yeah. I used to just be able to go, go to this line and do that thing. Yeah. It's like, now I have to properly think about calling things and what information I'm feeding that thing. Yeah. And I've, I've tried learning from books and it just doesn't work. I, I'd love to do something artsy like drawing or singing or playing like a, a melody-led musical instrument. Ooh. Be nice to play an instrument. I would like yeah. to play an instrument. I, I, I think if there was more time and space yeah. I would like to like actually properly learn to play my ocarina yeah because when I used to live in a place where there was very often no one around for long yeah. periods of time I would just sort of sit down for like three or four hours a day and just play my ocarina yeah well you're welcome to on the weekend just have a few hours of ocarina ring hey ocarina um yeah I, I was talking to I was I think it was Becky I was talking to about this the other day um, sign language is the one at the top of the list that I wish mm-hmm. I could just do. Yes. Because um, you know what I'd but love. I'm willing to put the time yeah. into learn. You, you know what I would love to do as a work thing one day. Mm-hmm. Any time, like an E3 press conference or a um, Nintendo Direct or whatever Aww. it is, live translate it into BSL. That'd be cool. Do like, oh yeah, do, do you want to do you want to get the BSL translation live while it's happening? I'll I'll do your BSL. Cool. That'd be a thing I'd love to do. That would be awesome. Yeah, one day maybe. That's a good and noble pursuit. It's a it's a thing I would like to be able to do. Mm-hmm. I think you picked all the best ones there. <laughs> what are the questions do we have today? Tricky, that lovely tricky. Uh, gamer chunks. I am uh, are ambiguously being put on the market. Can we get a nice slogan for hungry gamers? Gamer chunks. Shovel them in ya. <laughs> <laughs> Gamer chunks. Go have something during a loading screen, huh? <laughs> Gamer chunks. We can promise they won't get residue on your controller. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> Gamer chunks will raise your blood pressure higher than your KD. <laughs> <laughs> Gamer chunks. Use your controller as the spoon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there you go, there's just Lycans, take your pick. <laughs> uh, Bethany Turner uh, would like to know, what comics are you reading about now, and are there any you'd really recommend? I would recommend Eon's World by Bethany Turner. Oh, hey! <laughs> I've not read any comic stuff in a while, like, the next thing I'm going to be reading is probably going to be the Adventure on the Rockport Limited, yeah, the Adventure Murder Zone the Lo- comic. Rockport Limited was um, awesome. And whenever there is a second collected volume of the Life is Strange Dusk series, Series, I'll probably read that. Ooh. Yeah. I still need to read the first one of those. You should. I should. Yeah. Is it in the thing? Or it, is it it, I, I don't know off the top of my head. <laughs> I We've, don't know where it uh, is. My life is a mess right now. <laughs> don't ask me these questions. That's perfectly alright. <laughs> um, what else? Like, 
I know no one else liked them. I quite like, because I'm a bit of a fangirl for Silent Hill, I quite liked the Silent Hill comic books. I know not a lot of other people did. What the question's not about other people. What did you like? <laughs> I, I like the Silent Hill comic books. Yeah, I like the artwork and I like the extra like lore stuff that fills in them in the background. Especially, I can't remember what it's called. Um, the sort of westerny one that's set in like a like ancient yeah. Silent Hill back when it was first being uh, colonised by uh, American settlers. As you said to me earlier about Astral Chain, mm-hmm. regardless of what anyone else thinks, I'm glad that you enjoy that thing. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you. Heck. <laughs> um, what else? There are some other good ones. Bitch Planet's always good. I need to read that. Yeah, it's, it's one you've recommended a few times. And I've just it's not, got it's not particularly it. long. It's like ten issues, and like not like ten collected volumes, ten like yeah. issues about a future world in which basically any women who don't fall into the stereotypical like perfect expectation of womanhood are shipped off to a space prison. It's sort of a, a parody of like the sort of exploitation film genre. All of these women are branded as non-compliant. They get this sort of NC tattooed on mm. them. and It's got a real grindhouse look. To oh, it, yeah, it really does. And like the whole point is it starts off as this like uh, all of these people are supposed to be ashamed of, you know, being, say, fat or being trans or being, you know, wh- whatever the whatever the thing is that like they, they have done wrong, like stepping out of line and speaking up and being vulgar. Mm-hmm. And all of these issues are about them basically reclaiming, like having confidence in who they are and going, fuck you, I am just as feminine as any other woman and just as deserving to take up space. Yeah. Fuck you and your patriarchal nonsense bullshit. Um, it tackles some really interesting stuff. Um, it's, it's trans positive. Um, it's like sex worker positive, fat Yay. positive. Um, it's also like it, it dismantles. It's not just men are bad. It, it, it looks at issues of things like patriarchy in like interestingly faceted ways. Like the example I always think of is there is one female warden working early on in the prison. Mm. Um, like overseeing all of these women who've been locked up for, you know, these things. And the way that she talks to the female uh, prisoners is like, uh, stop going on about how this is, um, you know, um, discriminatory and bigoted and whatnot. I am a woman and they like, uh, yeah, and like, I, I, they get on just fine with me. It's not because it, it, they don't hate you for being a woman, they hate you for the things you do. And it's mm. like, it does this really interesting, like, uh, examination of internalized misogyny yeah. um, of like, hey, they're not attacking me, the individual, therefore, it, it's they don't have a problem with, with the group I'm in. They just they just have a problem with the bad ones. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's oh, it's real good. It's real good. And yet somehow you're still here. Yeah, well, for now. <laughs> but yeah, it's oh, it's the one that I always recommend to people. I fucking love Bitch Planet. Um, Lumberjanes. It is the most pure and awesome and lovely comic. Um, I hope it continues to be that forever. Oh. Um. Yeah. Please don't take that away from me. Um, it was like part created by Noelle Stevenson originally. I don't think they're with it anymore, but it's just a lovely story about people uh, um, at camp and uh, an acceptance and love and high adventure Aww. with lots of uh, what is it, kick-ass young lady types? Indeed, <laughs> and and. That's awesome. More of that, nice. please. If I was ever going to get like a piece of text hmm. tattooed on me, I think I'd probably get the Lumberjanes um, pledge. Hack. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, any other questions? Uh, Temptress Laviolette says, uh, You've suddenly gained the ability to summon one mundane item at will. What would you like to summon? I like to imagine that this is your soul-bonded something. Oh, your soul-bonded mundane item. Mm. I feel like for you it might be a twisty puzzle of some kind. Ooh, if, you, if you could just, like, summon a three by th- like a 5 by 5 cube, oh. like, at will. It, it would be nice because I wouldn't have to take it out with me clubbing. But if I suddenly decided, hey, you know what? I really want to And you could dispel it at will as well. Ah, oh, that'd be even better. Yeah, you so I don't have to carry it around with me, but I've that, always got one handy. Well, see, that's that's the category of thing you want for a mundane soul-bonded item. It's something that you're not going to want to carry around all the time, but like if you want it, you want it now. Or an umbrella? <laughs> oh, soul-bonded umbrella would be nice, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, any others that you can think of? A soul-bonded portable charger. Oh, just whenever you 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 soul summon it, it's fully charged. It's you, you just know, leave it's... it on charge most of the time. It's just like yeah. God, let me just summon that. Yeah. There we go. And it's got like you know like three or four different types of cable connector sort of wrapped around it, like ready to go, <laughs> or like plugged into it already. Just like if you could just go, oh oh, you're low on power. Here you go. Yeah, one of those, please. One of those. I can't think of any any others that I would want to seat. Oh my god, a soul bonded just like fold out chair. Actually, if we could soul bond it, yeah, fucking like, armchair. Uh, soul, soul bonded, soul bonded armchair would be <laughs> fucking great. <laughs> I'm at a convention. I've <laughs> just had enough. You're in, you're in queue for you're you're in the queue for a gig. Soul bond your armchair. <laughs> Time to go in. There we go. There we go. Just pop that back. Oh. On. Okay, yeah. Forget all the other soul bonded armchair is the fucking answer. There we uh. go. We've solved it. Callum yeah. Turner. Hi, Callum. Hi. Um, what's some game mechanics that you would like access to in real life? Oh, all oh, the ability to carry tons of shit without ever seemingly being weighed down. Well, no, no encumbrance. No, zero encumbrance. Um, uh, quick, th- quick saving and loading quick saves. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. Cheats. Oh. <laughs> uh, can I turn on the infant money glitch? Right. <laughs> right. Uh, um, and then watch how quickly capitalism dissolves. Yeah. Can <laughs> I? Can I have like the ability to skip a cutscene? Oh. <laughs> like you know that two days I've just spent doing working on that project, and it's yeah. like I'm gonna have to redo it. Can I just skip that two day cutscene? Yeah. 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 That's. that's it's it's now Friday. Oh, is it Friday? We can just skip yeah. the work week. Oh. Yeah. It, it all happens. I just get to skip over that. Yeah. Skip and, and get back to creating things yeah, that you want to do. Exactly. Nice. I like this. I like the sound of this. <laughs> um, fast travel. Oh, yeah, right. Port, just portal mechanics. Yeah. Teleport, fast travel. Like, no, because I think with fast travel, the fact that the, the, the time still passes. Yeah. Te- I te- would want, like, teleportation or fast travel or something like that. Uh, or, yeah. um, or portal technology. Yeah. That would be good. Indeed. That would be good. Um, if if I could send the Tories to Silent Hill, yeah. I'd like that mechanic to be a thing. Can we have the mechanic from Undertale where every problem is solvable without violence? And you can just talk people through it and then navigate your heart through the issue. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> uh, the Wonder Gamer would like to know, if you had a hand sandwich for every time someone flirted with you, not counting the two of you flirting with each other, <laughs> how many hand sandwiches would you have? Well... <laughs> They've only suggested the two of us, and we have another partner, yeah. so... <laughs> I mean, 
Okay, in, in the spirit of In the, the question, spirit can... of this outside of people that we are in a relationship with. Yeah. Um, um, not uh, often, I don't... I mean, I'm real bad at telling about that sort of thing. I will occasionally have people who just show up in my emails. Who will just go like... I Okay, um, I, I'm going to be vague enough about this as to not clue the person in so that they don't feel like, Ah, I got acknowledged. I used to get someone... I've had, well, I've had a few people like this. There's at least one person I'm thinking of who used to send me marriage proposals who I'd never spoken to before. Yikes. Uh, the internet's fucking weird. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I, I get, like... I don't, I don't think we count the, the weird people like, hey, pretty yeah. lady, I saw your profile. No. Like, I don't count that as a flirt. I count that as a potential beginning of a scam. Yeah. I'm like, is it a flirt if someone emails me and goes... Hey Laura, I really like your work. Can I get the exact dimensions of your feet, please? Not a picture of them, just the dimensions. Is that a flirt? If someone wants to make me shoes, I'd be very happy with that. Because <laughs> um, I have really oddly shaped feet. Well, so if you really nice if someone see. emails you and says, "Can I have the dimensions of your shoes?" You're welcome to send them your home address. That's on you. Uh, we live together, so they're gonna know our home address. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll send them your PO box. How's that? Yeah, I've had the occasional one. Um. I I had one person try and hit on me at that night out we we go to sometimes, uh, at at, at one of them. I um, mean, I suppose I did too, and I yeah. It was weird because I think it was the first time a guy's hit on me. It was the first time in a while that a guy has hit on me in person. I was like, not interested, but like, thanks. Yeah, I mean, our ex obviously. Yeah, flirted at some must have done at some yeah. point before well, we started dating. I, yeah, I, I'm a flirt that didn't become a relationship. A flirt that didn't become a relationship. Just, uh, like there was that one person at that thing we go to sometimes yeah. that our thing happened recently. Like I was like, I don't know what to do. Yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> I I don't know how to respond to men that I do not already know in some friendship capacity doing a flirt on me. Yeah. I'm like, Especially when they're wearing a trilby. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I like you, you seem like a nice person, uh. but you are wearing a trilby. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I told you the story of the person who hit on me. I will, uh, don't think so. I can show you a picture of who hit on me. Okay. <laughs> there, well, is a, there is a story. I'm going to know a story later. Or <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, um, in, in person, not often. I'd Probably have a small stack of ham yeah. sandwiches that I guess I could take round the There's local. There's an occasional one. There was that person who hit on me at the Weatherspoons before um, Coxcon. Mm-hmm. Did it? Did a little bit of a flirt? Did it? Oh did a little yeah. Bit of a hit on me. Yeah. That 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 there person. Was, was that the Friday night? And they yeah. they were flirting with you, and then like I walked over and <laughs> and then and then they sort of like asked me if I was single, and I went, "No, I'm engaged." To her, and they were like, "Oh, oh okay." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so like, occasionally it happens. I don't, I don't mean I, I. With with me, I don't even know if that was a flirt or or what. I, but I don't know. I feel like that was that was a hit on me. A that was definitely a hit on hitting on you. <laughs> like, but oh, I don't know. Um, it happens very, 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 very rarely. Yeah. To my knowledge. The same. I, like, I I don't I'm bad at these things. I am very bad at these things. May, and then when it does a, happen I'm just hacking bamboozled. Yeah, there may well be a stack of ham sandwiches and I'll, I'll look at them and go, Oh shit, are those for me? <laughs> I'm a vegan, so <laughs> I was never gonna eat these. But like, uh, there's homeless people locally, maybe they'd like a ham sandwich. <laughs> Any other questions? Um
Uh, Lucian Evans would like to borrow a cup of sugar. Yeah, uh, sure. Yeah, there you go. That Becky Toohill. Oh, Hi, hey. Becky. Hi, Becky. Uh, what vegan meat would you like to have if fantasy creatures were on the cruelty-free table? How do you imagine it being fantasy animal you want to eat? And not, I guess, in a sexual manner. <laughs> um, um. I guess the Amiglian Major Cow from Hitchhiker's Guide to the oh, Galaxy. Yeah. Because you know it's vegan. I guess, yeah, because yeah. it is an animal that wants to be eaten. That's, that's a good answer. Let's I think go at that. that. I think at that point, it's it's still good. Yeah, if if they if if they can consent to being eaten, then if they actively consent and want to be, yeah, to okay, be eaten. okay, that's our answer. There you go. It's the big major cow from uh, Hitchhikers. So that is all the questions. <gasps> well oh, then, time, time for, for this. this. Ooh. <laughs> Do you want to know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Racial justice warriors. Racial justice warriors? Yeah. Yeah. All right, Larry. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm not too bad, mate. Uh, you uh, you been up to much? Yeah, you know, just uh, having, an, having a nice chill one. Having a nice chill one. It was my birthday recently. I had a, yeah. a lovely relax. Well, happy birthday, mate. Oh, glad you, glad you had you. a nice rest of it. Was, it, was, it was much needed. How about you? What have you been, what have you been up to? Well, you know, as usual, I've honestly just spent more time on, on um, uh, Twitter than is, is reasonable, to be honest. Yeah. Been there, been there. Yeah, well, you know, the uh, there seems to be, like, still ongoing, just this issue of, uh, you know, anti-trans groups. And now they're, you know, seeing, seeing, talking about the same issues that we used to hear about gay people back in the 80s. You know, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, how it'd all be like, oh, you know, if you let them in locker rooms, then, you know, they'll, they'll be, oh, they'll be after the kids. And, you oh, yeah. And, or if they're, uh, if, if this is, if this is allowed to happen, then all oh, goodness knows, uh, they'll do all, oh, it'll be terrible. Yeah, well, it's, 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 it's all the same talking points and the same ways to try and dismantle, uh, movements of people just, you know, getting on and living their lives. It's, yeah. uh, it's slippery slope fallacies. It's yeah, these ideas. Always. If you allow this, different thing will happen, you know. Why not stop the, the thing that's bad? You know, don't stop the good thing to stop the bad thing. Just stop the bad one. It's these arguments about if you introduce people to the idea of a group's existence, like trans people, that uh, you will make them become part of that group by letting them know that they exist, that you're sort of uh, forcing it on them. The idea that, that the very existence of people uh, who might be lesbian, gay, or, you know, in this example, trans, yeah. um, is, is inherently adult in nature, you know, yeah, you know, just saying that it's uh, you know there's there's nothing about this group that isn't sexual, which is uh, clearly absolute bollocks. Well, exactly. It's it's you know you see all the exact same fear mongering grounds taking place. You know, you yeah. look in the eighties at lesbian, gay, bisexual people. It was uh, you shouldn't let them in bathrooms because they will sexually abuse you and your kids. Yep. You shouldn't allow them these basic laws and protections because that will. It's always the same comparisons. It it'll lead to bestiality and uh, paedophilia, usually the two that happen. Yeah, yeah. Or they get and, then, and then it's always, you know, the fact that that's very much not the case 
and uh, in, in 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 a lot of cases, it turns out to be the opposite group, the the ones standing well, up yeah, for moral- yeah. morality and whatever else that turn out to be uh, the ones that are actually engaging in the kind yeah, of things yeah. they're worried that uh, they're this moral panic. Yeah, and you know, I, I fear obviously the fact that it's going to be used as like a wedge issue going forward to try and roll back uh, LGB uh, rights. Oh yeah, 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 exactly. And it, it feels like we've had these fights before, and that's the depressing have, thing about yeah. it. It's the we've had these fights before, and everyone knows they're nonsense, but they, they're yeah. put forward in such a way that you know, oh, I'm just tired of having a, having these fights that we've had before. Yeah, well, you know, I've I've got friends who are gay and in their in their fifties, you know, who've been through all this before, you know, just seeing this this cycle happening to another group and. Um, some of them obviously being even more aware to the point where they're going, yeah, I can see that the trans people are being used as a wedge issue to try and roll back rights for everyone else. and Also to try and pick apart the LGB community as well. You oh, know, absolutely. Divide and yeah, conquer, isn't it's it? It's the, if you stick with the trans people that everyone hates, or you'll get hated as well. Just, just drop them. We, we, we like you. Just just drop the trans people. And, yeah, you know. you know, and the fact that, uh, you know, that we've had problems with political lesbianism for oh, a long yeah. time, but, you know, Know, the fact that they're being used as like, oh well, well look, it's against uh, you know lesbians. They're raising lesbians. Look how that's happening. Oh, and... I, I feel like it's probably worth us mentioning what political lesbianism is because like that is the thing that a lot of people do not know that that is a thing. Yeah, term. I mean to be fair, I only found out about it for the first time myself yeah. about a year ago. Political lesbianism is a term is basically people who women who are not in any way actually attracted to sexually or romantically other women. But yeah, go, and these are people that will genuinely say things like uh, that, that lesbianism has nothing to do with loving yeah. another woman. They, they, they're like, I hate men, therefore lesbianism, therefore you're erasing my lesbianism. It's like, no, it's all, most like, you know, cis lesbians, they're like, no, don't, totally okay with, you know, trans women being, being identifying as lesbian and existing in women's spaces and whatnot. Yeah. But yeah, political lesbianism is a fucking a part of that wedge. But uh, yeah. Ugh. Ugh, it's a horrifying uh, situation at the moment, and I really hope that we can, the left can unite a bit behind this and, and you know, maybe fight back against this rising tide yeah. of fascism and bigotry that we're seeing all over the world. Yeah. Should we uh, be up for a hug, mate? Yeah, I definitely need yeah. it. Yeah. <sighs> Alright, shall I uh, put the kettle on, mate? Yeah, if that cup of tea. Laura? Yes? Where can we find you on the internet, darling? Laura K. Buzz? On all the places. Laura K. K. Buzz on Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, Patreon. That's the one that pays the bills. It's the one that pays the bills. LauraKBuzz.com. Uh, there is a book I have. It's called Uncomfortable Labels. It's out now. It's, it's, good. A, it's about being trans and on the autism spectrum and how those overlap. Mm-hmm. It's a physical book in the places where physical books get sold. Additionally, it's an audiobook on laurakbuzzstore.com. Uh, if you support me on Patreon for any amount of money, be it a dollar a month or more or less, I don't know if they allow you to do less, uh, you can get uh, you can message me and I will give you a link to get the audiobook for half price. Um... Additionally, I've got another book coming out called Things I Learned from Mario's Butt, if Google Docs will let me do the fucking edits on it. Mm. Um, 
that that is coming out soon. It's a silly coffee table book about video game characters and their backsides, and it's got a bunch of uh, good illustrations and stuff it in it. It really does. Um, on top of that, Dice Funk. It's a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Um, Pixel Squirt. We uh, re- we review video game porn. I think that's the big stuff. Oh. What about you? I can be found on uh, Twitter and YouTube as Maniac Janiac, but I'm also at Polyarmory SMR Ooh. on Twitter. Uh, there will be obviously Polyarmory stuff going up there. Now again, kind of a thing. So yeah. there's there's that aspect. I'm on Patreon, Stoned Monkey Radio, and I'd like to thank Cassiopeia Swift and Jaden and X4, Anna, Zelda, Smudge, Persephone, Tortilla, Marty, Clemens, Ramesses, Liam, and Spooky Scary S. Kearney and Larry Yellingman and J. Logan, Conduit of Queerness, Mage of Life, and Tales of Inquiry, that is an awesome name. Thank you to Robert An- Robin Anton and Jürgen Indy Monster Vidivik Ferde, Conduit of Name Butchering. Thank you to Kelladry, who was too busy stroking her cat Mitzi to think of a credits name. Thank you to Robert Rob Beard Harding and uh, Basin is back. Thank you so much for all of your support. Uh, if you want to do that, that is, uh, as I said, uh, patreon.com slash radio. If you want to support me in like a one off way, there's paypal.me slash jangmagnet. I uh, got all the bills this month. Oh, the bills. It's been a tight one. And where else am I? I think that's everything. Oh, um, little, 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 soundcloud.com slash generous magnet, where you may be listening to this now, but also you might be listening to um, that, that, that polyamory season two, because we're going to put it up there, because we didn't really see the point in paying two lots of, uh, two lots of hosting for the Curiosity Epidemic stuff and the polyamory stuff, so it's all good now so yeah it's it's all on me uh so laura darling me sing us out until next time be a stranger